Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Docky Bay 3-5. Um, I'm your host, Vinny. And I'm that holiday Barbie that you forgot about, but I didn't forget. Sharon. Welcome back to the Sons of Tatooine. Back to the Sons of Tatooine. Um, I know we've, we've been absent from class, but um, please forgive us. Whatever. Well, mostly me. Don't, it's my fault. I Honestly, I don't think you need to apologize. Um... Because you've been working your ass off, like, for the past, like, two weeks that you've been promoted to uh, rural uh, carrier assistant. Yeah, I didn't expect to work this hard, but I guess after, like, everyone and their mom was like, you know, the postal work's uh, real hard work, and uh, <laughs> uh, you'll be working really hard. I should have listened. But at the same time, like, the work is more fulfilling, and I feel like a human being mm-hmm. in my new job. Right. Um, where I'm actually contributing contributing to society yeah, like in you a could, positive light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it, it's good work. I uh, Honestly, I think you, it's really hard for you to imagine what your work is like right now because um, it's just been really impacted by COVID. And then on top of that, holidays. Like... Um, like, I remember seeing, like, a Facebook post of, like, another USPS worker who has been in the game a lot longer saying that it's really unprecedented. Like, he's used to, like, working and getting off at, like, 3.30. Right. Um, and, and the work that he's doing right now is just, like, insane. And so I, I, I honestly think that, like, once you get through this hump and then it's, like, February that... Um, you'll be able to like kind of really see what this job is like for yeah I, I'm really looking forward to that time where it's like if I'm starting at six in the morning like I'll get off at 3 30 but at the that's just not what my job is is right now because mm-hmm. I'm starting at six in the morning but I'm not getting off until like 7 50 p.m right on a good day mm-hmm. um but most of the time it should be these four hour shifts that I've now been getting Mm -hmm. but at the same time now that just opens them up to call me back in when when and if they need me which is kind of scary thought so it's like be having to be available Mm -hmm. for this job has been the most stressful thing ever but i'm getting used to it sort of like hey we're recording an episode Mm -hmm. but we're recording an episode after it i took I probably slept slept for like eighteen plus hours. Yeah. The other day, like I fell asleep. I woke up, ate breakfast, and then fell right back asleep. Yeah, and I think your body needed that. I don't know. Like I'm still sleeping though. Like, if it weren't for you being like Vinny, we should do something together. I would be <laughs> I would be sleeping right now. You're preemptively getting enough hours and for more sleep. <laughs> but I but I figured that you probably, um. I, I figure that we should probably at least record a couple episodes. And so we're going to, um, instead of just recording one episode every week, we're going to sort of stockpile while Vinny recovers and has time to sleep and yeah. uh, get some rest. Eventually, well, I'll, I'll have uh, two days off. Eventually, Eventually. One of these days. One of these days. That was nice. Uh, it was nice while it lasted. We're coming to you on... Saturday the 19th, so this is the first day that the Mandalorian has been out for more than 
24 hours now mm-hmm. and it's over. But we're going to go back and uh, talk about a chapter different 15? chapter 15. The well, Believer. The, the Believer and the, the, sons believer. Of, the Sons of Tatooine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Let's I'm excited too. Uh, do you want to, before we get into it, I guess we talk about your week. You just going to leave me here? We, have, we talked about my week. We haven't <laughs> talked about your week I'm, yet. I just want to expose you. <laughs> That's it. Um, I no. feel so hashtag exposed. Uh, I mean, my week has been fine. I, I've been busy at work as well, um, mostly because um, the work that I do is like grants administration, and so a lot of these annual reports are coming in at the end of the year, and so that that is a bit stressful. But otherwise, um, I don't know. I feel like I finally maybe uh, reached the end of my rope when it comes to like... Uh, uh, like, I, I feel like I haven't really done that much. Um, I guess I did try to paint Pedro Pascal like a portrait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> turned out great, but then he kept messing with it, and then you turned it into Adam Driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I, I feel like I, I like obsessed over all the small details, and then it ended up stopped looking like Pedro Pascal at the end. And, yeah, it like, his nose got so big. I, I don't know. I don't... Pedro Pascal has a very particular face too. Like he, uh, he's a very good-looking man. Yep. Yeah, but like not like, like his his features are very distinct. Like he has like a, a, a really particular nose and like really tiny lips, but like full lips, but they're tiny, mm-hmm. like smaller. I don't know. And like a, uh, and these tired like I I don't know I um. But I'm excited because uh, now that The Mandalorian is, like, in its season break, I could have more time to, like, actually uh, just, like, study his face and, and do more drawings. And maybe, who knows, maybe we'll see more of his face in season three. Um, right? Oh, we don't want to spoil anything, but he'll be there. Yep. We'll get there next episode. I mean, he shows his face in this episode, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I did that. Um, I watched Prom the Musical, which was very fun. Oh my gosh, I didn't expect to enjoy that movie as much as I did, but it was really (laughs) well done. Yeah, it was very, uh, it was like very joyful. Like there are like, um, like, it's not like the most PC thing ever, but it's it's very sweet. And I think like the premise of the show, which I don't know if you know, but it's like a Broadway musical that was adapted for Netflix, directed by Ryan Murphy, um, and like... Uh, I, I think it's, like, easily surmised by being, like, this, like, really saccharine story about this girl who, because she's gay, is not allowed to be in her prom, so, so she has her own gay prom, assisted by, like, these uh, Broadway uh, godmother god fairies, or, yeah, like, fairies that, like, just come in and try and, like, make things better, but they're really not making things better because they're narcissists. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that movie was really good. I think it was just um, what's her face, Meryl Streep, just being amazing at acting. Yeah, but like, uh, but in a way that is in service to comedy, which I, I think like just like times her like, uh, and it's and and like she's also just a really great singer. Um, and yeah, and everyone in the cast is is pretty hilarious. Like, there's Andrew Reynolds from uh, Book of Mormon, and. Uh, like even like the B list characters, like the, like the um, stagehand woman was like played by uh, she was in Moulin Rouge, not Kate Winslet. 
Catwoman. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman? Wait, she's not, was she ever Catwoman? I thought she was Catwoman. No. That Oops. was Michelle Pfeiffer? Oops. They look the same to me. Okay, yeah. I, I totally feel that. Um, but yeah, so that was my week. And not, not super eventful, but I, I guess I got something done. Maybe I'll post that terrible portrait of Pedro. I don't know. Ugh. Take a sip of tea. Yeah, I don't know. I really appreciate it every time you, like, pull me into watching these new movies. Because, like, I would have never have watched Prom if he had been like, you, you should give it a try. But really, it was your sister who was like, you should give it a try. Yeah, no, I think my sister is really where I get most of my taste from. If not because she's the only person who's able to, like, go out there and wade through the water of, um, of, of shows. Gay cinema. Gay cinema, yes. yeah. Um... Well, I guess that's our weeks. You want to get into the episode? Yeah, let's get into the episode. Chapter 15 The Mandalorian. You mean chapter 15, The Believer? The Believer <laughs> of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to talking about the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode wasn't in any way like filler or anything. But at the same time, you can feel like this is the calm before the storm. Yeah, I mean, like, there was that tension there, I think, when watching it, like, a week ago, because um, you just knew that there were only so many episodes. There right. was one episode. We didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, but I honestly, I thought it was a great episode. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it's a really deep episode. Like, Bill Burr I, is now the most, like, turfy woke person I've ever heard or got to listen about. <laughs> um, And he gets, hits, he hits Amando hard with some thinkers. Do you know what turf means? I have no idea what a turf is, but the cool kids on the internet say it about some people. It's a derogatory word. Just FYI. Oh, Which, well, uh, but I don't the, know. But the kids on the internet do say that Bill Burr is a turf. I don't know. I don't see it. If he's a bad guy, he just has a harsh <laughs> way of seeing the world. Yeah, it's like a very old school guy trying to navigate into yeah. new school. He's world. trying, you know? Yeah. He's trying. Um, no, turf is a trans-exclusionary feminist. So it's like a feminist, but a feminist that hates trans people, essentially. So like J.K. Rowling is a turf. Yeah, that is a real turf. Fuck oh. Rowling. Oh, I said the F word on the internet. Oops. I mean, you went... Um, yeah, but at the same... I don't think Bill Burr is that... I don't think he's a bad guy. But just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I could also see that, like, Bill Burr... <laughs> I just love his SNL um, performance where he's just like, there were some gay guys, like, down the street. And I'm like, oh, that's weird because I'm not gay. But, like, good for them. Kind of, like, he, like I think he's, like, just tr- barely figuring it out and, like, trying to navigate in, like, these spaces. And I think he's definitely... Yeah, well, he's doing a better job than people, like, um... Oh, what's that other guy's name? Dave Chappelle. Like, he is... 
I would I would say he's definitely a turf in that way. Well, I still this lingo, man. Sorry, not man, Sharon. <laughs> um, um, I yeah. Well, I I don't know. Like, uh, I'm not sure if if we want to really get into the weeds about um what a turf is. I just wanted you to know what it was before you called Bill Burr a turf. My um, bad, Bill Burr. You're an okay day guy in my book so far. So don't become a dirtbag. Appreciate it. Love you. Bye. Okay. Um, um, but okay, <laughs> let's, let's get into like the actual, um, meat of the episode and, and just get started with from the top. So we, um, essentially start the episode in, um, like a scrap heap, like place, like a scrapping place. And I guess that's like where people go to prison now, um, which I think is interesting in the New Republic cause, uh, like Cal Kestis used to have that job. Yeah. Well, also they would just send engineers and like scientists to pull these ships apart because that was the only way they could get a decent paycheck if they weren't like white and worked for the empire, you oh, know? That's really sad. Was that like an EU thing? No, 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 no. Well, I guess so, but it was also a part of Jedi Fallen Order, mm. which, uh, I still haven't beaten, but I am watching some YouTube videos because I just suck at fighting games. <laughs> That's oh. it, internet. I feel so exposed. I suck at video games that you have to fight in. Tragic. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, I'm terrible at fighting games. Oh my god, have you never noticed me play a video game that I fight in? No, because I suck at them. Well, I. Uh, what do you mean by fighting? You mean like third person, like beat 'em ups, as opposed to like oh yeah, first person oh, oh yeah, all of them, all of them, like uh, like but you're kind like of Mortal Kombat and uh, that one other one by Capcom. I just can't Street Fighter. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, but I could do third, third party. Third, I mean third. First person cheaters. Third person cheaters. First person cheaters. I don't know. You're good at cheating. You're just. I'm good at, at going pew uh, pew. Cheating. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just suck at that part. Oh, that's funny. What What is hard about it? I have no idea. It's just like remembering the melee combos and whatnot, where uh. it's more like the other one's like, pull this trigger, and the gun goes pew. Like, are you having trouble with, like, doing a quarter circle turn, or? Oh, I don't, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what would help me, but I guess it's just playing them more, or I'm just, like, my friends are never like, hey, let's go play Mortal Kombat yeah, this weekend. Yeah, 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 Um, I, I could see that. Well, I don't know. Like, I used to have friends that were, like, good enough that they would uh, win tournaments in high school. Yeah. And they, That's they, cool. they would make money in, on the side and stuff. And a lot of it is, is is actually studying. Like, you just have to memorize. And so, like, they would spend, like, a lot of time in the practice, like, just doing all the moves and like learning all the moves and then and then after memorizing all the moves then memorizing like the counters to everything that's really cool and i just i don't know i've never had the patience to do that like yeah. smash bros is as close as i've gotten to do that but uh -huh. like smash bros is three buttons you know but at the same time all fighting games are three buttons i don't mean to like they're, yeah they're squash people's dreams if it's not eight true buttons. well i eight well, I guess there's the the, the D-pad on both ends, and then the triggers. I don't know. Yeah, but it's it's not that many. But it, yes, but um, I, I'm sorry, but we can work on it if you want. I don't mind playing an odd fighting game. All right. If if it helps you beat Jedi Fallen Order. I mean, it's a hack and slash. It shouldn't be too that hard. Right. Um. 
Just put it on easy I, mode. I just don't. I will. I won't do it you on do story not mode. It on story no, mode. no, 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 no. You don't understand. I have more uh, faith in myself than to put it on story mode. But you also, and uh, but you also fully acknowledge that you're not good at the genre. But I also fully acknowledge that I suck at fighting <laughs> games. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Um, I don't want to put it on babysit mode, you know. I, I mean, uh, um, but isn't it worth it for the story? I don't know. Okay. Well, anyways. Um, oh, I, I guess something that I thought that was kind of interesting in this episode was that um, one of, like, they, they, we've seen a prison droid before, but we've never seen it, like, from the feet and then rolled up. Right. Like, um, K2, we got to see, like, his knees up. Yeah, and he looks like K2SO, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like, I, I like that. Oh, yeah. Um, like, his hips. or I don't mean to gender this droid. I don't know. Yeah. It's a droid. It's, it's hip, their hips? Their hips. Their hips look like K2SOs. I don't know how that would even work. Like, it looks like just a bunch of wires that go woo, 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 <laughs> you know? Maybe it's like a ball joint. Like, if it's like a oh. ball joint, but like it... Um, like the circuit still goes, like because there's like a magnet or something there to. Honestly, I don't even together. know how like, um, that other droid, the death droids from last episode, the ones that take Baby Yoda, uh-huh. the death trooper droids, like how do they work? Because it's kind of like that same thing where it's just like their hips are not connected fully, but it looks like they're connected by wires. Oh. Like, do you mean, like, in terms of uh, how they're produced in the show? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it just looks, they're, they, so it doesn't look like a human would fit in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that for K2SO, um, there's definitely not a human in there. What it is is um, Alan Tudyk, he's like on stilts, <laughs> right? Because I, I remember seeing like old uh, um, Rogue One, um, like Rogue One, like beat behind the scenes stuff and um he was doing that but i honestly think that for the death troopers that they um and we could go into this next um podcast episode but i think they're done stop motion because they do have a very stop motion vibe where they're that's just really cool really which stiff i stiff looking and, yeah and i'm not surprised by that given like john favreau's like track record like i think that it's Interesting that his first like director role, he uh, insisted on doing stop motion in in that as well. Elf. Yeah, <laughs> Elf. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm still sad that we watched that whole episode where it's like the Christmas that made us, uh-huh. and the Elf episode. Dave, um, not Dave Filoni. <laughs> John. Favreau. John Favreau didn't show up to that Elf uh, documentary. I'm kind of sad about it. He was probably because he was he was huge. Chef. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he was a huge part of that movie. Um, yeah, so, getting back to this sheriff. Okay, droid. so now that we're now that we're three minutes into the episode, do you want to talk about Boba Fett's uh, fresh paint job? He's looking so fresh and so clean, um, but still somehow weathered. Like if you look really close at the helmet, like you can still see like maybe he didn't mask it properly. But like some parts are like silver on the visor, like where you where like Mando Mercs would put like weathering, like. Oh, you need weathering, so they just like kind of like tap it on the side of the visor, you know. Right. I think it's. Uh, I think it was intentional, like on the artist side, to make sure that it still didn't come off looking like a plastic toy. I think is like the issue that they were running into. Right. And but on- at the same time, that's all a Mandalorian is. Like the Mandalorian's just a shiny plastic toy. 
I mean, some Mandalorians. Yeah, just give them a proper, clean paint job. I don't know why they felt they needed to add, like, weathering to this clean paint job. But if you (laughs) pause, if you pause when they're shooting, when the camera's directly at Boba Fett's face, you will, in fact, see some uh, weathering for some reason on that clean paint job. Well, okay, and... I mean, do you think, though, that, like, if they're trying to find, like, the child and they think that the child is in danger, that they would really spend, that Boba would, like, li- literally be like, I need to go to Sherwin-Williams. I ran out of <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, he's not, I, I think he's just doing yeah. it enough to, like, really feel like he owns the armor, but I don't think that, that uh, having it clean is necessarily his priority. Um, and I also don't think, like, I think... um. I mean, obviously it wasn't. Did you see him in Empire? Did you see him in Return? Like, he's dirty. Like, the real question is, why did he wait so long? But at the same time, the way I see it, it's like when the Mando's armor lost its integrity and whatnot and he had to get it redone, like, Bobo doesn't have an armor to turn to when his armor loses its integrity. So maybe that's his version of, like, reclaiming his armor. Yeah, but I also think that it's him trying to reinvent himself and also for the creators to signal that he's reinventing himself and changing. Um, like, I think that it's interesting, and you pointed this out, where he has more kill stripes on his helmet. Yeah, instead um, of 14, he now has 16. Which Ooh, is crazy. That's more. <laughs> I wonder what that even means. Um, yeah, and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I... I... I I think I get it. I don't I don't need him to be like this perfect artisan or whatever. Like I I think sometimes like uh we conflate ourselves with with the mandos and we you know are really sticklers about like costume and like design and stuff. But I I, I honestly think that maybe Boba just wanted to like paint his costume to uh to signify that this is definitely his armor. This is how he wants it to be seen, um, and it, and if there are parts that chip, like it's not like he had time to seal it. So right, <laughs> there you go. Just a bad masking job. See everybody. This is why you use high quality masking tape when you're yeah, taping Boba. Them. Yeah. God damn it. I know you're trying to rush through this, Boba, but your paint job means a lot to us. And the, if we're gonna make CRLs about your costume, you <laughs> might gonna, as well have it perfect. We're gonna we're we're not gonna let you in the Mandalorian merch. <laughs> <laughs> come, come, <back>, come back to the pre app. Yeah, come back when you weather your costume better. Um I honestly love this new outfit that he's wearing. Like this is the Boba Fett. Like it feels like it's meant for me. Like <laughs> Yeah. Chubbier, shorter guy, um, semi good at paint, but not the best. Skirt. A skirt, hammer pants. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, but but double knees, double the knee darts. Heck yeah, buddy. Yeah. Heck yeah, hey, baby. Hey, the knees are back. He's got two <laughs> knees this episode, everybody. Wow. Um. Yeah, and also while we're talking about Boba Fett, how do you feel about the Slave One? Um, that okay, needs a new paint job. I don't know why he wasted the, <laughs> the paint on he his. Was, he barely. He. They're looking for kidding. the child. Um, yeah. But but I think it's really cool because I've never seen the interior of the slave one um, besides like the few shots that we see in Attack of the Clones. So to see that it has like this extra compartment that we never like get to see and how like and how it works. Like I think it's interesting that like you could see like 
that like in order to keep the gravity where it is where people aren't just like flying around when it like goes from front facing to back facing that there's like a gyroscoping thing that like i i what that i assume is like keeping the gravity like center and balance right while while they're like doing these crazy flips and shit right but still you see like the mando and everybody like flailing like rag dolls inside is that what you're talking about no i'm talking about like um in the interior of the ship like the ship is always moving in the background while they're sitting in one place right right it's kind of like a a b-wing yeah where it's kind of like gyroscopic in the middle that's that's yeah yeah that, that's, and that's what I'm saying and like yeah. in the center you still see like the Mando and like Fennec and uh, Bill Burr being like whoa when he like uh, Bubba makes like a sharp turn or something mm. yeah 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 okay now I understand what you're saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we we were all both talking about the same <laughs> thing at the same time um <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. It's um, super cool. I love the same one. Like it's everything. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't want to say it's everything I imagined because it, it's not. I didn't. Ex- it's. I didn't. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's. It isn't like uh, what I expected. I'm. I'm really happy that like we still get it, like this bigger ship because the first time it showed up, I was like, does that is it a little too small? Mm-hmm. But like they got the scaling right. Like I felt that was really cool to where we like. Got to see it, and, like, it does look like he could, like, you know, keep Captain Solo in a cargo hold. Because the Mm -hmm. first episode where it came back, the last one, episode 14, Mm -hmm. uh, it really seemed, like, small to me. But the scale's back, and it looks really cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. Um, And so they go to the mining uh, planet. I forget its name. It starts with an M. Like Mordak or something. More, more, Mordak sounds right. Anyways, it's a planet. Minox Den. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Minox Den, good builder. Anyways, um, <laughs> I think it's really funny that they talk about uh face facial recognition and how like the ISB has like the faces of Fennec, and and Boba's just like. Just say they might recognize my face. <laughs> Which I didn't realize until like a week later that like I forgot that he's a Are fucking you serious? clone. <laughs> the entire like, gal- like the entire like Republic used to be like just his, his face. face. Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh, okay. I thought they just meant like they recognize like Boba's armor. <laughs> I'm, I'm stupid. Um, no, come on, give yourself some credit. It's been a while since we. The Clone Wars happened. Yeah, but but it it creates the circumstance where uh, I wonder if Dinjar and also a week later was just like, oh, <laughs> he didn't get the joke. Nobody laughed, in the <laughs> and I'm bothered by that. Um, no, yeah, and so um, essentially, this creates a circumstance in which uh, Bill Burr can only go alone, right? Um, and so because Din has really never taken his helmet off, he figures he can join him. By taking his helmet off and uh, putting on a tank trooper outfit, which at the same time, like for the Imperial Security Bureau, that seems like a very flawed plan that, you know, maybe shouldn't have been overthought. But like, that's a huge oversight on the Imperial Security Bureau to like just let any face that isn't recognized in the New Republic. Or the old republic, uh. or is an imperial uh, crime person 
uh, can just like you know access all this sensitive data. I um I honestly think that it isn't really a security protocol in the sense that like I th- I honestly think it's a ISB a recapture. Oh my god! Because it's like it doesn't register when you, like it's a helmet, so I feel like it also wouldn't register if it was a droid. You know? What oh I mean? yeah, I know what you mean, but still, that seems like a lot of sensitive data. Like finding it, like because but they also have the um, code cylinder, right? Oh, do you think they hacked that code cylinder? Where did that code cylinder come from? Was it from that Imperial base that blew up on Navarro? No, I think Bill Burr has a code cylinder. Oh, well, that code cylinder, I guess so. And he was he was in the, the ISB, so he's kind of like a new Callus sort of. Yeah, like I, I'm sure that the, like he gave him like the codes to do it, but I think it was just a matter of that it still needed to be scanned. I don't know, but you're right. It's um, I think in general the the plot of um the plot point of like. It needs to scan your face is kind of contrived because you're right. Like it, you would think that there would be more to it. Um, if if it really was going to scan his face, but it, I, I felt like it was just a narrative way to um, force him to take his helmet off. Um, oh, totally. Which um, which I kind of think is interesting. Maybe we could talk about it in the next episode. Like, I wonder, uh, it. W- in the moment for that week, it was really powerful that he took his helmet off. Yeah. But I wonder if it took away some of the oomph when he took his helmet off in the next episode. Shh, spoilers. Um, sure, and we have to like imagine that our listeners, all uh, nineteen of you now, thank you so much for listening, especially you, Josh. Love you. <laughs> um, haven't seen the next episode, so that's why I've been trying to like avoid saying some things. But at the same time, it's really hard. I, I, I honestly think that um, if people are listening to our show, they know now that spoilers are always happening every time. All the time. And every episode. <laughs> unfortunately, we should really, I don't know. Um, but in any case, uh, sort of um, walking back a bit, um, how do you feel about like the... I honestly, I really like the tank trooper armor. I'm glad that Me they too. see the short trooper armor back. I, I love, love the Rogue one. I love the helmet, and I do love Rogue One too. I love the helmet. I love that the pants. They look comfy. I honestly, like the fact that Din Djarin could like walk up and out of like a tube type mm-hmm. deal, and then also climb back down the right. tube type deal. Yeah, and we see it happen. Mm-hmm. That's really just shows that's a comfy, good at the costume right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I just, um, I, I kind of dislike how, like, in every new Star Wars movie, there's, like, a new kind of trooper that we've never seen before, but have apparently always existed. Like, I like at least <laughs> that you're recycling, like, some of these, like, newly introduced, like, troopers so that, um, it, if you, and I like how, like, the tank trooper, and compared to Jeddah, like, this is more of, like, a swampy, rainforesty planet. Right. And so, like, the armor is more patinaed. It's, like, green because, like, it's, it's like, oxidized copper. Um, it, right. It's, it's it, really it, like, hot. Yeah. Like, the new paint job. You hit it right in the nose. I love this new oxidized armor look. Like, maybe if I ever get this 3D printer running again, we should do some tank troopers. Wait, what's wrong with your... Uh, and- 
the Chiron. Uh, it's the hot end. It keeps clogging, and I don't know why. Oh, so right. I'm probably going to just have to get a whole new, like, I think Extruder? it's... Yeah. But at the same time, I could do it in the different parts. Mm. Like, maybe it's just not getting hot enough anymore. So, um, yeah. I'll eventually just have to replace the whole extruder unit part. But at the same time, it could also be the... Uh, it's not getting the right amount of steps in it's called mm -hmm. where it's just so and i looked into it and the extruder's teeth are like eating itself apart and i don't and i don't have any extra gears so i'm gonna have to wait till like the whole new part comes in mm. oh Sad. so you already have something coming in sort of try and i have the <laughs> i have the parts saved in our amazon okay. uh, wish list <laughs> okay so uh you know whenever well, we'll the see. united states postal service money starts ranking in <laughs> yeah with all that overtime um yeah and so uh i guess yeah i i would if if we do if you do get the 3d printer working again um and we suddenly have enough time and i finish all the other costumes in my queue Honestly, if I were to ever do a 501st costume, I would love to do a tank trooper. Oh, totally. Because they ha they they can sit. Because they oh, don't yeah. have leg But armor, apparently, really. these tank troopers really stunk. Yeah, they oh smell. Oh my gosh. I like how he Real said Real life, Philbert, like, if, if, I'm not sure if he spoke to any 501st people or Dave Filoni came in and were like, this is what the uh, 501st have told me, that the gloves are always still sweaty. They're so sweaty. And, like, um, <laughs> I remember you telling me once that, like, a Vader, like, had so much sweat in his leather gloves that at the end of his troop, he pulled it off and, like, just water, like, just was oh, streaming yeah. down. That looked like the Niagara Falls <gasps> coming out of his gloves once. So gross. They had that hot San Diego weather. Ugh. That's what it does to our Vaders. Oh. Wait, was that Todd? I don't remember who it was. Okay. It was a nice gentleman who wore a cold suit underneath because it was so dang hot. I wow. forget his name. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, I'm sorry, homie. I'm not sure if you listen. <laughs> um yeah so um kind of getting more into like the meat of the episode um i, I liked uh, maybe maybe it was like a bit crass and like over like hit over the head but i honestly liked pilber's lines um especially like him talking about like the moral gray areas both for him and for mando and how but also between the new republic and the old empire Kind of, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, I kind of like balk a little, or like I kind of like a want to push back a bit on like people like trying to falsely equivocate, um, like the good guys with the bad guys, because I could see how that could, um, kind of get taken as like, well, nobody's really the good guy, even though there is clearly like a better person in the same yeah, way. Yeah, in a like, better form of government. It's like um, like I I balk a bit at it because it gives me like twenty twenty presidential <laughs> election flashbacks where people were thinking about voting third party. Right, right. And me being like, no, there, there's clearly a better person. One's not gonna, anyways. This all to say, but I think like it it is kind of, it does make sense in in the sense, and it kind of like invites like interesting questions like. Because in the context of what Bill Burr was talking about, he was saying that, like, for the natives, it doesn't really matter if, like, the Empire or if the Republic comes in. Like, they're both going to, like, kind of be this weird imperialistic force that, like, 
forces their ideologies onto like these people. Um, but I think that's kind of interesting because it's not like, I guess like Bill Burr is faulting the New Republic for not doing anything, but it's technically the Empire that's like mining Oppressing their land. And <laughs> yeah, like still, land. like it's not. So it's it's hard for me to um, really get where he's getting at there. But I but I think in general, like his idea that. Um, of kind of like uh, putting um, Din Jaren in like a crucible um, and asking him these questions about like, um, like, did you change your creed conveniently so that it fits for you? Um, and uh, and, yeah, are you reorganizing those words in a way that are? That are that comfortable. Co- comfortable for you in the moment. Yeah, and and what are you and, and really asking like what are you giving up um by doing so? But but I think like ultimately like both characters, like while they do give up like part of themselves, um, like I think in Bill Burr's end, you know, like he's he's um like he he like basically did a mass murder, but like did a mass murder that Helped him sleep at night. Yeah, because um, he did work for the bad guys at the end of the day. And then, like, he was reminded of them being terrible people because their, like, commander there just, like, brought up a bunch of, like, old stuff about Project Cinder? Operation Cinder. Operation Cinder. Yeah, yeah, but but I guess also um, that ultimately i think both of them end up making the right choice even though it's a choice that they make that are both kind of not necessarily what they um what they necessarily like signed up for or that right. that that they were originally like sworn in to do yeah um <clears throat> well that that could also come down to like it's never too late to start making the right decisions, and this is just like the Mandalorian way to do it. Right, but it's um, but I think it's important, and I think it's it's interesting that it's not just that like it's never too late to make the right decisions, but that you don't even know what those right decisions are. Like you could like Mando in the very mm-hmm. beginning mm-hmm. like gives up the baby so that he can get his like armor back and to right. get more armor. The for sin. The- Right, but it's it's like a um, but it's like categorized as the sin in by the episode title, and so I guess what I'm saying is is that like, um, and I think that this applies to anybody is that like we we operate in a world where we're given like a certain set of moral codes, but like throughout our lives, like we sort of hit this crucible moment where we have to like assess our moral codes, and when things don't align, what does it take for us to change? You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of what is being implied by this episode. And I think that it's a it's a good thing to interrogate, not just for the Mando, um, who ends up giving up his creed. Like, he gives up, like, the whole taking off his helmet thing. Um, and, like, I, I kind of... And this is what we can talk about more in the next episode, but it, it's, like, just a really huge deal. And... Yeah, I don't know. I, I I can't stop thinking about this episode. I think it's really, uh, it, I I really like it a lot. I really think that uh, this episode is very much REM's losing my religion, and 
I really think that uh, the Mando did a lot of growing, and we get right into like this new season, and he just really needed to go home and rethink his life and what that meant. And I think Grogu really means a lot to him to the point where it's like he got that um, uh, that's that mommy daddy strength to like get their babies underneath the car, like mm-hmm. they're gonna do anything in their power to like flip that motherfucker, mm-hmm. you know? No, but I think, um, but I don't think that it's just like about like the sudden strength. I think it fundamentally changes him as a person. And that's like really scary. Yeah, fatherhood. I mean, that's no, no, no. But like, oh. not even fatherhood. But like, like he gave up his job. He gave up his family. He gave, he gave up, up his, his car. Yeah, he gave up his car. <laughs> he gave up his house. His his disintegrator uh, pulse rifle. Yeah, oh my exactly. god, that was limited edition. His carbon. His uh, not carbon <laughs> freezer. What the fuck? <laughs> Carbonite freezer. Like. And like I like he's not gonna be the same person after it. And it's not like some hokey like, um, oh being a father changes you. Like, no, he he has to change because Right. And but he does it so willingly. Yeah, for um, this child though. Like, but I, I, that's the thing. Like he, he probably didn't know there were more Mandalorians out there. He probably was so sheltered to Navarro and then like maybe Tatooine. I like don't that, know. he didn't really know there were there was more to the galaxy. He like he doesn't know who the fuck a Bogatan is. But I mean, like, okay, like if we're gonna um, if we're gonna like try and equate this to like real life, like if you have like a fundamental problem with Christianity, but you were born into it, and then you find these people who are Catholic, like I don't think you're gonna be like, well, I'm just gonna be a Catholic then. You know what I mean? Like I like I think like if you have that moment of like questioning that it doesn't necessitate you necessarily hopping onto another creed that just happens to like align more with your helmet hang up or whatever like i think that there's um like maybe maybe you're right and he'll uh you know unite all mandalorians under this like guys of like just just go ahead and be yourself everybody we're all mandalorian here. <laughs> yeah maybe he'll be he'll be jesus <laughs> just like, just like Luke. um yeah I don't mandalorian know. jesus dinjarin yeah i don't know where i'm going with i don't this, i don't but know I'm really... it's hard to because i i get what you're saying and it's just he's he's losing that coding and like what those words meant to him probably don't mean the same thing today Right. But and but also like I don't necessarily mean that like he uh is going to send I don't know. I'm I'm hesitant to believe that he's just going to go smooth sailing now that he's going to identify himself with Bo-Katan. And we'll we'll talk about it more in the next episode and for probably the next couple of episodes when I'm telling you back. the next episode is going to be great everybody uh, come back yeah. and listen um because holy moly the last episode <laughs> oh my gosh i can't okay. wait to get into it all right but before that uh let's talk about um very briefly bill burr being set free he's a free boy oh our rest in peace um bill burr, bill burr. <laughs> Well, your character's name was uh, Mayfield. Yeah. Oh, he died on that planet. Morak. Morak, there it is. Oh, what a shame. He's what a dead. Shame. I love that. Yes. Oh, and also the Mando speech. Um, 
That was so good, where he literally repeats Gideon's speech at the end of season one. Oh my gosh. But you know what I think is an interesting change? Is that he doesn't say, um, like, it means, uh, Gideon says right. it means more to me than you will ever know. And I think that's Mando why I never, he. that's why, like, in the first viewing, I didn't catch it. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, because he says he. Um, and, like, just the, just, like, the words coming out of Pedro's mouth, it, uh, it was so sweet. It was so sweet. That's, he just and wants he, his kid back. And he means every single word. You know? He means more to me than you could ever know. Oh, it's so sweet. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. I can't wait to talk about the next episode right. where we see what happens to Moff Gideon. Let's just say he is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is there anything that you that you want to touch on that we haven't? Um, yeah, let's just do a quick shout out round before the end of the episode. Then. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Shout out to those uh, shore troopers. I guess they're not shore troopers. They would be Morak troopers. Also, shout out to the shore troopers that are missing panels on their back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to shout out to them because those are probably the stunt actors and those. Are where like the wires would be hidden oh. to when they're gonna get pulled back. Oh, that's just that a guess. A I sense. don't know. That's interesting. Um, um, but yes, if you look really closely, when the uh, truck, which is how oh, that's just a Star Wars truck, like it even makes diesel sounds and diesel smoke. That's pretty cool. Shout out to that truck, and it yeah. even goes like. Yeah. Shout out to that one kid in the in the extras that was just staring at Mando, being like, "Fuck you." Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> that was fun. Um, and also, shout out to um, in the concept art when you see the tanks, all the tanks' wheels are smiling. They're smiling. I love it. They, I wish they would smile more. Oh, also, shout out to the concept art where uh, it Din Djarin looks like uh, Poe Dameron. Dude, <laughs> did they just copy paste Poe Dameron's face in the concept art? Like, I'm looking at. It. His face. That's Bo Dameron. Maybe it was like actually like uh <laughs> maybe maybe they were actually like, oh shit, we didn't have enough uh we didn't have enough uh our our art for this credits. Let's throw in uh um The Last Jedi art instead. I mean they have artists <laughs> for that stuff. I don't know. Like did they see were they like, Oh, I really like your like sailor speeder thing i don't know um a uh, shout out what other shout outs are there um shout out to uh that one poor shore trooper who just wanted to have lunch and uh ended up getting shot poor guy poor guy like i mean the most important shout out of all Ooh, what's that <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. Honestly, this would be my most favoritest episode if I didn't see the last episode solely because of the uh the ion the, yeah, the, the, the seismic charge. charge. Seismic charge, you're right. Oh, it's so beautiful. I'm glad they brought it back. They, somebody <laughs> somebody posted a video where it's all three seismic charges for, coming from the slave one. 
like the first two from episode two mm-hmm. and then now this one right. it's like all at the same time and uh-huh. you're just like eargasm oh my god <laughs> uh, i don't know i really love this episode i really i really liked it i thought it was really well done and uh shout out to those short those stormtroopers in that reverse shot making it look like they're saluting with the wrong hand Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, thanks to Hello Greedo for pointing that out. Yeah. Uh, all in all, good episode. Would all recommend. in all. Um, highly recommend this episode. I had a good time. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm going to try and get these episodes out on time, but, but sleeping is great. Happy holidays, everybody. Your priorities should be work, and your priorities should be getting rest. So. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah. But my holidays are coming up too, so I'll do my best to get that hashtag content out there. Hashtag content. But anyways, this is the way. Yeah. I have spoken. Copy that. Locked in for three five. Thank you for listening to Docking Bay 3.5. If you'd like to see more of us, you can support us on Ko-Fi, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Facebook at Docking Bay 3.5. If you'd like to buy our merch, visit T-Man on tpublic.com. T-Man. T-E-E-M-A-N. Till next time. Bye bye